when, how often, and what will you be podcasting? Last week, I walked you through the A of the podcasting ABCs, and today we're going to move on to the B of podcasting ABCs. And B stands for branding. If you want to learn all about how to brand your podcast, you got to stick around because I'm going to share all of that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. And guess what we're doing in this next set of, um, of episodes? We are going to be taking you through the podcasting ABCs. It's sort of my process that I've developed after learning about podcasting. And it's a tool that I'm using to help others really start and build their very own podcast. Last week, we walked through the, the A of podcasting, which is all about the audience. And today we're going to tackle the B of podcasting, which is branding your podcast. But before I go there, I just want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso, my producer, who's always in the production room making the whole show work and be seamless. And thank you, audience, for joining us on another episode of uh, Waste Up Wardrobe, where we are covering everything you need to know to go live on camera and show up professionally from the inside out. Really, it's about everything that goes into this camera, mind, body, and spirit, and uh, mindset. So the, everything that you need to know to build yourself an outstanding live stream, whether it's a podcast or a Facebook Live, or it's your virtual office that you stream from to talk to clients or team, you can figure that out by, by joining us on this podcast. So I also want to say, remember, we are on iTunes. So go ahead, subscribe, rate us, and review us. Uh, you know, drop some love in the comment box today and let us know your questions and what you're thinking. And if you have any questions at all, Rick and I both are always available to connect with you so that we can help you really uh, go live and and, um, and and create your very own live show. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into the podcasting ABCs and um, the podcasting B, letter B, is for branding. And any great show or um, business really has to have branding that sort of surrounds it because that's what makes it stand out to the audience. That's how it becomes memorable. And when it comes to branding your podcast, there I believe, and through the experience that I've built through creating my own podcast, I believe there's two main prongs that you have to focus on when you're branding your prod podcast and getting it ready for a launch. Number one is the format you choose for your show. And number two is 
is the signature look of all the assets that go into running your show, promoting your show, and creating it. So the branding is a really sort of a fun piece to work on. It really shows off your personality. It explains what your expertise is to your audience so people can connect with you and find you. So it's really actually very important. So let's talk about the first prong, the format of your podcast that you decide to establish. And I always recommend preparation, preparation, preparation. You want to have a format. You want to have something that you follow. It's like a procedure for your show. And um, the first thing you want to think about is how are you going to, what kind of hosting are you going to do? Are you going to be a self-hosting podcast, meaning that you're always on the show, creating the show yourself, uh, doing all the talking? That is one way to uh, run a podcast. And many people do it that way because they are so expertly in their field and they want to give the audience so much goodness and they want to really educate them on those most frequently asked questions that their audience usually proposes to them. The, uh, there's another way to do this. That's to co-host. Some podcasts are, are run by two hosts. And in that instance, it's sort of like a banter between two co-hosts, people that equally share in giving expert advice, people that are uh, hosts that are actually creating the content and delivering it to the audience together. So I have a little bit of a hybrid situation on that. Rick is uh, my producer and he, from time to time, will come up on the show and he will banter with me and really offer his expert advice, especially when it comes to the technology piece of um, being live. And I'm going to bring him up right now because I want to talk to him about his role as, um, as the producer on the show that is actually has far exceeded what he'd expected. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was going to be in the production room just producing the show, but you actually have become a fixture on the show, right, Rick? Yeah, that's right. I usually like uh, hanging out uh, quietly in the control room, just watching the show, watching the guests, and kind of soaking it all in. But every once in a while, like Christine said, uh, I get drawn in and get to be in be on camera with her. So that's that's all good. Yeah, and it is really um, such a wonderful addition because, you know, I turn to you actually when on this really the technology expertly advice that people want to know the answer to those questions like what platform do you use when you're streaming? How do you publish it? How do you promote? Uh, what technological what technology do you use? So really, I mean, your advice on the show has been invaluable. And of course, as I built my own podca podcast, you were instrumental and having it, you know, um, get off the ground. And so your expertise is so just, it, it, it's, it's so invaluable that I, I, I don't want to just kind of hog it for myself. I need to have the audience, you know, learn from the genius that you have. But also I have to admit that when I bring you on sometimes, it's really because I want to banter back and forth. I want, it's almost like not, I don't want to say like a break, but it is kind of a nice um, cadence to bring somebody else up to offer their expertly advice and so that I can actually create a dialogue with them and even give more knowledge to the audience. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, when you have a guest, it gets more conversational. And, you know, from one question, primary question that you ask, 
it, it could spawn several questions from that uh, as you dig a little bit deeper. And so that's really the benefit of having a, a guest or a co-host or, or somebody else to talk to while you're on the show. I can tell you that most people ve feel very, very uncomfortable talking to their audience when they're the only one on the screen. There's yeah. no feedback coming from the other side. They don't know if the people are actually laughing at their jokes or <laughs> nodding their head in acknowledgement of the point that they just gave. So it's, it is a little bit um, something that you have to get used to. So when you do have somebody else on the screen like we are now, you know, we can have a conversation and it's easy to bounce back and forth. Yes, I I completely use that to my benefit because sometimes it is hard to be talking for like a 30-minute period with no feedback at all. So it is really a benefit to have somebody, you know, give you feedback um, and, and create a dialogue. But the other thing that is amazing is that you have so much experience working with different types of entrepreneurs that not only are you a technology expert, but you also have so much insight into coaching entrepreneurs to um, to create better um, better shows and and actually deliver their message, the marketing piece of it. Yeah, right. And <clears throat> that's a good point because part of your show, part of your brand, could be the way that you uh, bring up discussion with your guests. Uh, and so people really don't think about that, but that yeah. could become part of your brand when you are creating a live stream or a podcast. Yep. And that that's kind of the style of the show, which we're, is what we're talking about. So we discussed self-hosting, which is a very popular way to conduct your podcast. And we discussed having a co-host. But there's also this uh, you know hybrid that I created by having uh, Rick come on and off the set. We, the whole audience always knows he's there, which is so, so cool because they know you're there and they know they can pose a question to you on technology if they needed that. So that's really, really cool. Um, the other thing is, you know, uh, you can do a, a guest interview style where you're interviewing somebody, a special expert guest, so that you can even bring more value to your audience. Sometimes as an as a expert in my field, when I'm discussing, you know, wardrobe and how to style yourself and how to show up on camera, you know, I may not know everything that there is to know about putting makeup on for the camera. And that's why I brought on a makeup artist. So the, there is this benefit of having somebody that you can interview that will be able to add even more value to what you're saying and um, and come up with those questions that that the audience really wants to hear on different topics. So, you know, self-hosting, co-hosting, um, having guests and interviewing them. You can also do case studies. You can bring up, you know, befores and afters of clients or bring up a client of yours of, of, with a transformation you've done for them. And that's a really great way to host a podcast as well. And then there's the Q&A. Sometimes what is a really great idea is, you know, posing to your audience some questions, what, what questions they have that they want you to answer. Or oftentimes you'll get questions and you want to answer for your audience. So you do sort of a Q&A, this question posed by Anne-Marie, and then the answer to it. So there's that format as well. And of course, there's a hybrid 
of all of these things, which is, I have to say that I've done the self-hosting on my own. I've done the um, hybrid co-hosting with Rick uh, appearing on camera. I always very frequently do guest interviews and um, I will be doing case studies in the next season of Waste Up Wardrobe. And so I've really created a hybrid type of podcast where I do all of these things at different times. And I really think it gives the audience something different to look forward to sometimes. So when it comes to the format of the of your podcast, think about how you want to run it. You want to be a self-host? You want to be a co-host? You want to bring on interviews? You want to do case studies? You want to take Q&A? The next thing you have to consider in this first prong of format formatting your podcast is the frequency and the consistency within which you want to be, uh, be live or be on air and uh, podcasts. Uh, so... There's so many different ways to do it. There are better ways to do it than others because it keeps you top of mind with your audience. But I've seen uh, hosts do more than one a day podcasts. That means multiple times in a day, which is very difficult uh, because you have to be prepared multiple times a day. I've seen podcasters do once a day shows. I've seen people do multiple times a week. So like two or three times a week. I've seen uh People do once a week, which is what we do here at Waste Up Wardrobe. And um, two to three times per month is also uh, a choice. And also one month, one time a month. So I have to say that one time a month doesn't seem like enough because then the cons you know people will forget that you're on. People will forget that you are actually a podcast host. I found once a week to be a, such a great, happy medium because I can get on frequently. I'm there every week, same time, same place for my audience to be expecting me. And it's not too close enough, uh, too frequent, too frequent that I can't actually manage it because there is a lot of preparation that goes into preparing a show like this one. So I'd love to bring Rick up again because I want to ask him his opinion on the frequency of podcasting. So Rick, we've discussed this at length before we started the podcast and uh, it seemed like once a week for the Waste Up Wardrobe show was just perfect because it gave me enough time to prepare from show to show and it kept me consistent. Uh, because obviously we're on episode 54 and we were religious about it. Um, so do you have an opinion about the frequency of shows and what you've seen really done in the podcasting market that works and doesn't work? Well, first I have to agree that if you're doing it once a month, it's not enough. It's not enough to gain any traction with, with an audience because after that first week, they'll forget that they even saw you. I mean, quite honestly because you're not doing it frequently enough. Yeah. Uh, twice a month, now, now you're, you know, you're kind of getting into a rhythm, uh, but I think the optimal, the optimal timing should be, should be once, once a week, uh, at the same time, on the same day, so people get into a rhythm. I mean, your, your fan base <clears throat> has, uh, has gotten into a rhythm because you're Thursdays at um, uh, 11:30, you know, Pacific, and so they're they're used to having you being able to come to the channel and and watch you live um, if if they have time to do that. And of course, they can always watch the replay. But um, the the point is, if you're gonna if you're gonna dive in and do it 
successfully, you know, set yourself up, set yourself up right away and, and make the commitment to do it consistently. And if it's once a week, twice a month, um, just do it, do it, um, for several months, get into that rhythm. Uh, because like Christine said, there is some pre-production planning that you have to have in place and it's going to take a little bit more work early on because it's something new, um, that you're going to have to incorporate into your, your, your business cycle, into what you do on a day-to-day basis. But once you carve out that time to prepare, then it, it becomes easier and easier because it's, it's, it's now it's part of your daily or weekly routine. And then you have episodes scheduled or at least pre-thought out uh, at least a week, if not two weeks ahead of time. And, and you're working on your work. It, it buys you time to, to connect with that guest to make sure, yes, this is the date that I'd like you to, to appear on my show. Um, and you can pre-plan that um, and, and calendar that. So now you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. And, you know, speaking of the frequency and consistency, which I really do think one w- weekly is um, is optimal. I mean, it's been it worked really great for me. I always felt like I was on my toes. I mean, I was, you know, just when I finished one episode, I was getting prepared for the next one. But because the topic was so closely uh, related to the work that I do, it taught me and it got me working more efficiently with clients as well. So, uh, because everything was so relevant, right? And I've had people ask me, are you going to continue doing your podcast? And the answer is absolutely. Weekly podcasting has now become part of my DNA and I am, it's, it's really become, uh, part of what I offer my audience and my and, and the people who engage me in work, and um, it, it it really has really changed a lot in my business. So um, I definitely will continue to do it on a weekly basis for sure. So let's yeah, talk well, about. Can I, can I add one more thing too? Now, if if you're new to this and you're considering doing a weekly podcast, you don't necessarily have to do an hour show. You don't have to do you, you know anything near that if you if you don't have the time or you don't feel that there's enough content to talk about it can be as short as a 15 minute you know podcast or a half hour podcast it's really up to you and you have to decide early on how much how much do you want to talk about in each episode and that could relieve some of the pressure early on because now you don't have to worry about how am i going to fill that hour of mm-hmm. stuff you know, I, I know that was your concern early on. It's like, I, I don't think I could talk for a full hour <laughs> by myself. And, and so, but now you're a pro at it. And, and I found out that actually filling an hour is not that hard because I go into so much detail, which you know what? You beat me to it because my next point is about duration of your podcast. Mm. So uh, you talked about keeping it short and that is really a great way to start, right? Somebody is feeling anxious about being live for that long or being on video for that long. Um, there are podcasts that are about five to 10 minutes long. I mean, just that consistency, that, con- that, that, that consistent dosage every week for a short period of time. Then there are podcasts that are 10 to 30 minutes and some maybe 30 minutes, uh, you know, consistently, which is what I try and aim for. Although I found throughout the year that there was so much detail, so many questions and follow-up that I wanted to answer for the audience that I, that our podcast average about 45 minutes. Uh, so I think 45 minutes is sort of like that cap where people are like, okay, they're not going to tune out. Um, you don't have to like really hold their interest. They, they're in the momentum of it. Um, and then when you get to be over an hour, that gets to be really long. 
and almost too detailed, which we've never, I don't think we've ever gone that way. Maybe one episode, we went like an hour and five minutes, but really what I'm designing and what I'm going into this next season, I'm really going to try to keep um, the podcast at 30 minutes, 30 to 35 minutes, because I do think that it's beneficial uh, to go a little bit less in detail and, and be, um, you know, and keep it a little bit shorter. Yeah, uh, I, I can tell you from the video world, right, watching, watching videos on Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is, <clears throat> excuse me, when you look at the analytics of how people watch and how they consume video, and, and I, I'd imagine it's probably going to be the same with live because it's even more so. But when you look at the analytics of video, there is a there's a there's a high propensity to watch right away the first couple of minutes. Mm. And if you don't sting them with a something compelling, then all of a sudden that starts dropping, dropping. And then next thing you know, after five minutes, seven minutes, they're gone. Right. Because it's not interesting enough. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you, you kind of have to keep that in mind as you're developing the show. Get to the point right away of what you're going to talk about. Here's what we're going to talk about. Here's how it's going to benefit you. Um, that that sort of thing. And then what we found that what I, what I could see with any analytics, and this goes for a lot of your videos that you've done in the past, too, is that there's a high retention rate if you get to the point right away that you're going to talk about. And it's interesting, and you have less of a drop off as the video goes on, mm -hmm. uh, versus something that you don't. You, here's the topic, but you don't quite talk about it for the first ten minutes, and then it's like, well, I thought you were going to talk about that, and now it's gone. You know? Right, right, yeah, and um, you know, you bring up a really good point. It's really engaging the audience from the beginning, and I did a, I went through a redesign of how I had planned the the Waste Up Wardrobe podcast because I was originally going to start it with the open, our traditional, uh, you know, video open, and then go into the meat. But what I ended up doing, and you know, after we had a, a long brainstorm, is really open up with a live hook first to get people understanding what we're going to talk about and if it even really relates to them for them to stay tuned in. So that really was a great way to, um, to start up with like, okay, is this for me, for the audience to evaluate? Is this something I really want to listen to? Do I need this question answered? And um, such a, so much more of a better outcome. Uh, but we are, you know, I'm still honing sort of keeping that front side a little bit shorter so that I can keep the audience with me um, and engage. So definitely, definitely really important to think about these little things. And, um, and then what I want to go into next is so we, we talked about the, you know, the two prongs, the format of your podcast. And now let's talk about the signature look of the assets that go into your podcast. So, you know, with, with formatting, you have to think about, uh, you know, your, you have to think about your who's hosting or how you're going to host it, your frequency and your duration. But when it comes to the signature look of your podcast uh, for branding purposes and standing out to your audience, you want to think about the topic. What topic are you going to cover that your audience wants to hear from you? What is your expertly genius that people need to know about? So for Waste Up Wardrobe, for instance, we really try to focus on how to show up in this box um, looking super professional because we found that people didn't know how to show up 
consistently looking professional because they weren't used to uh, being live from home or streaming from home or going, you know, on camera from home. And so that opened up this opportunity really to give people tips and tools to really up level their um, online presence and their camera presence. So that was sort of the topic that we started with. And it really did evolve uh, because we didn't just talk about what to wear, to put makeup on for the camera and how to style your hair and your background. No, we talked more, we've talked about everything that comes through this lens. So it had to do with mindset because that's waist up wardrobe. So it may seem like a stretch, but honestly, it, everything really had a purpose. It was so purposeful and intentional. And um, it gave us a lot of opportunity to still stay connected with the audience and give them new content and bring on guests of different backgrounds. So the, the topic is really important. And then picking your name. So Waste of Wardrobe was born after a deep mastermind that I was having with clients and telling them, uh, not with clients, excuse me, with colleagues and telling them that my clients aren't being styled head to toe anymore. And, uh, but they're being styled head to waist. And then we just kept talking and Waste Up Wardrobe was blurted out. And I was like, oh my God, that is what the topic is going to be. I will say that it's more important to have a title to your podcast that is clear, more important to, for it to be clear than it for it to be clever. Um, I got lucky and I feel like our title is both clear and clever. Uh, it's very engaging. And if you can get those two to be in the title of the show, then that's great. But if you had to pick one, Make sure the title is clear about what you're going to be offering your, your, your audience. Make sure it's easy to spell because they're going to be looking you up with that title. And um, that is clear in what you're going to be giving them, what you're going to be conveying to them and, um, and so that they can find you easily and stay with you. So, Rick, I know that you probably have an opinion about clarity here versus cleverness and on picking that topic of a show. Uh, I'd love for you to give me your um, perspective on that. Yeah, there's a couple of directions that you could go with that. Obviously, most of us who are not really well known through the uh, through the interweb, then uh, choosing your name as the title of the podcast might not be something that's as interesting as some kind of catchy name. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it, you know, like Christine said, she did luck out when that was blurted out and she grabbed onto it and here we are. Uh, but if there's something catchy that you can, that you can come up with um, or just survey your audience, uh, maybe there's mm -hmm. some, some kind of catchphrase that you, you say in your email or in your po in your blog posts or something um, that could be um, the, the the start of your podcast name. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. You could always change it. But um, most of the time, like I was trying to look up while you were while you were bringing that up. Um, obviously, somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Gary V. Almost everybody knows Gary V. And so, you know, I, I, I believe the name of his podcast is the Gary V show. <laughs> right? right. Right. And so because he's a celebrity name, uh, he's out there, uh, then he doesn't have a, have that problem. But if it was the, the Rick Moscoso show, well, no one knows what that's about. Right. And so just, 
you know, be creative. It gives you a chance to be creative. Um, if you have a mentor, you know, have them uh, brainstorm with you, like like uh, like Christine did with yep. with hers, and that's how that's how the waste up wardrobe came up. So, it's, I I think in the beginning, stay away from your name and and try and and relate it to your product, business, or service, and and I think you'll get a better following because people who find you. Um, through Google search and hear a catchy name that right away instantly it's like oh, I got to check that out right yeah those are really good points and I'm I'm happy you brought all that up because uh, you know as somebody if somebody's listening to the series of podcasts that we're doing as episodes they want to know the ABCs they want to know the basics and some of these things are so important to pay attention to but if you don't know you don't know mm -hmm. so it's really um, some really great ideas there so next thing I want to talk about is the graphic and or logo that you're going to use for the show. And the graphic is also something that should stand out and should be be easily recognizable. So in uh, in 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 to be aligned, uh, my graphic is me at a desk, totally dressed in a blazer from the waist up, and pajama bottoms and bunny slippers on the bottom, which actually gave my show a really good uh, you know hook uh, from a visual standpoint. And people comment about that all the time. People, when they talk to me, they remember me as Waste Up Wardrobe. Um, and they remember me by that shot with the bunny slippers. So it is memorable and it gets to give, it gives you this opportunity to be recognizable. So think about that. How do you want your graphic to appear? Do you want it to be funny, tongue in cheek? Do you want it to be your face so that your face becomes recognizable? Do you want it to be a logo? I have both. I have my graphic with the blazer and bunny slippers. And I also have my logo like you see here on the screen, my logo bug with the blazer and the waist up wardrobe name. So you can have both, um, you know, and the, and the graphic is going to appear in the directory. So you want it to be, you want to be able to make it out. And um, typically a 1400 by 1400 pixels, uh, pixels is a good um, image to use because it works really well. And I'm sure Rick will elaborate on that because I am going to bring him up to tell us about that. And it has to be clear and uh, visually clear. Um, it's going to be really small when it's published. So make sure that it, it is, you can decipher it um, that way. Mine kind of pushes the limit of being decipherable, but it's interesting how people really recognize it. And it's been such a great addition as a, as an asset to my show. And, and Rick, I, I'm sure you have some, some input on the, the, you know, the graphics that go into that. Well, here's the, uh, Here's the banner graphic that Christine was talking about, right? So that's really the the hero banner that she has on her website. This is the overall look that that she's uh, talking about from uh, from from waist up, but you don't see from the waist up, so you can see from the waist down. She's very cash, and that's kind of the the uh, what is the word where you you have two different things that are that are the opposite. Um, yeah. Like a dichotomy? Yeah, there's a dichotomy in that look, but there's a purpose to that, obviously, because because of the name of the show. Right. Um, in the upper right-hand corner, you see the, the logo bug, which is the uh, red dress and waist-up wardrobe. Um, it's a little small there, but re remember, when you're looking at things like this, it's just a soft reminder that 
the that that you're branding the channel. So if you remember, and we've all seen this before, right? So when you watch a TV show uh, on CBS or one of the networks, there's always a, a logo bug somewhere in one of the corners, where, and it, it could be subtle, but it's always branded, so you know what channel you're watching. And um, it's just a soft, a, a subtle reminder or a uh, subliminal reminder that hey, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the the uh, Waste Up Wardrobe show. <coughs> Excuse me. And then when you see that sprinkled throughout marketing material or throughout the uh, the, the broadcast in the intro video, for example, that 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 plays a uh, there's a spot for that that you'll see it sprinkled around. It's just a, a again a branding reminder that. This is what you're watching, and so when as soon as somebody sees that, whether they it's legible or not, they automatically think of Christine or they think of the waste up wardrobe. Yes, and I I have people talk to me all about all the time, like in my networks that I'm involved in. They'll say, "Oh, you're waste up wardrobe." I'm like, "Yes, that's me." So it does become such a recognizable thing, especially if it has that catchiness to it so you know and it doesn't mean that it has to be something funny like that or a dichotomy but there are some but think about that think about how you want to show up to your audience and how you want to engage them also think about you know you've got the title of the show think about the subtitle sometimes you want to put a subtitle because if a title isn't very clear on what you're giving the audience the subtitle can clarify it so i've got waste up wardrobe my tagline is dominate from behind the desk as a tagline so that really kind of brings the whole thing together and gives it a little bit more clarification the next thing that you want to think about when it comes to branding, you know, we covered, you know, the name, the graphic, the logo, your title, a subtitle and a tagline, a description. So if you uh, when you open up one of my episodes and you start listening to it, you'll see an intro video and the intro video is the description that I use on my iTunes uh, description portion. And it's about what I do and how I do it and why I do it. And um, it is sort of that overall, what is Waste Up Wardrobe all about? Uh, what is the show about? Who is the show for? So uh, it, it, in the intro, I say, if you want to dominate behind, from behind the desk, you need to listen to this show. Why they should listen, uh, because is is showing up on camera only about the clothes? No, it's not. And that's also in the descriptive um, intro of the show. And uh, a lot of times there should be, and I don't believe I actually have this in the video, but there is a call to action at the end of that description. Come listen to the show. We're here every Thursday at 1130. Um, so you can add that into your description. It's probably preferable that you do, um, although I do not practice that, but maybe something I should approve on. But that description is part of the show. It's part of what's going to engage the audience. And finally, when it comes to branding your show, you want to think about the graphics for each episode. So sometimes the graphics will be the same graphic with different bold letters of the, with the, a new title. Uh, I've seen that done a lot. In the instance of Waste Up Wardrobe, we actually come up with a new graphic for each episode uh, so that we can, again, for another way to engage the audience and be playful and 
um, make them feel like they're coming to listen to a fun show that's also going to be very informative. And I love, I'd love to bring up Rick here because, you know, he's all, I'm always like brainstorming with him about like, what's going to be the next graphic. And, and then we shoot all these fo photography and we really try and make it funny and engaging, interesting, um, expressive is another thing you can do to create those thumbs. Um, and again, it, it doesn't have to be a different thumbnail picture for each episode. I just happen to do that because it makes it more exciting. Um, but it has to be distinct to you. Wouldn't you agree, Rick? Yeah, I, it just adds some variety to your brand and to the show. And so, you know, Christine does a great job coming up with very creative things when it comes to the, the episode thumbs that we that we publish. So these are obviously you see these when we post these initially to uh, to Facebook and then uh, and then once the episode begins then it's replaced with the episode obviously but in if you follow us and I highly recommend you do this when you follow us on iTunes uh, or Christina on iTunes uh, for each episode she has there's a there's a representation of the thumb that that's on there so uh, what you'll see let me just bring this up um, this is the one that I had handy, so I'm just going to bring this one up. <laughs> so, episode 51, we did a we had, we did a uh, behind the scenes um, of waste up wardrobe, and so you see a thumb with her behind the uh, behind her screen, uh, a, a view behind the set that you would normally see, and then for her thumb, we just make a square of the the image here, and then that's her thumb for the iTunes uh, uh, podcast. And so you can be creative. Every one of these, every one of these episodes that she's, she's done all, all 50 something. I can't remember where we're at 54, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a different thumb for each one. Uh, yeah. And, and um, um, it, they don't necessarily have to be of you either as a, as a, as a new podcaster, they can be something fun that represents the episode that, or the topic that you're talking about. And so, um, you can just be totally creative in how you, how you design um, each thumb for each episode uh, if you want. I would, I would add that I would recommend doing this so there's some variety and it's not the same image for every single episode because then um, you get a little, your audience might get a little confused because they say the same thing over and over. It gets a little boring and they could lose interest. So spice it up a little bit. Have fun. It doesn't have to be a, a, a smiley, perfect picture. Um, it can be something uh, creative. Exactly. And and that's what we try to do with just having that variety and just creating these different expressions that, you know, that really convey the problem that you might be experiencing or the message that we're going to be responding to in the um in the episode. So this is the B for branding part of your podcasting ABCs. And um, just to wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up, remember, there's a few things you want to think about when you are 
you know, when you're focusing on the branding portion of the podcast, the format, what's the frequency, who's going to be hosting, how are you going to be hosting it? And what's the duration of the podcast? That's the first part you have to think about. Then you have to be thinking about how you're going to brand your signature look and signature podcast. You want to think about what your topic is going to be. What are you offering your audience? What do they want to hear from you? What's going to help them? What is the name of the podcast going to be? What is the graphic and logo that you're going to use? What is the title? Maybe there's a subtitle and maybe there's a tagline with that. And how are you going to describe to the audience that might you might be engaging what this is all about? Why would they want to listen? How is it going to help them? That all comes in the description. And finally, the thumb for each episode. You could use the same one, and that would be just fine. But to make it interesting and more um, and 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 make it interesting episode after episode, sometimes it's just fun to throw in those unique new uh, thumbs for each episode. So. There you have it on podcasting ABCs, the series. This is part B, where B stands for branding. And we would like to offer you, Rick and I, a strategy session of about 15 minutes where we get on with you. If you wish, you put the the podcast the, the hashtag brand and shine in the in the comments box, put it in the in the dialogue here, and we will jump on a call with you and help you through this branding process. We can even maybe brainstorm with you ideas for naming your podcast. So don't be shy. Put the hashtag Brandon Shine and get on the phone with us because I'll tell you, two heads or three heads is better than one when you're coming up with those catchy phrases and catchy names, and we'd be happy to help you and serve you in that way. And there you have it. Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. Join us next week, same time, same place, as we're going to tackle the podcasting ABCs and talk about C. And I'll tell you next week what C is for. But for now, make sure you come here at the same place, same time, 1130 next week on Thursday and invite a friend.